God. He is a mighty God. He is an awesome God. He has kept me all the days of my life. I can, I can take credit for very little in my life. God has done everything and I love Him for it. Father God, we love You this morning, Lord. You are a good God. You are an awesome God. And Lord, I thank You so much for Your Word. Lord, sometimes I, I think about where I would be with no Bible. Lord, I would be completely directionless. I would be floating in a sea of emptiness, not having any direction, not knowing where I came from and not knowing where I'm going. But Lord, You have given us Your Word. And Lord, it's such a solid rock. It's such a foundation. And I thank You so much for Your Word. And Lord, I pray You bless it as we open it this morning, Lord. And Lord, all this is for the glory of God. We thank You, Jesus. Amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Awesome to once again be in the house of God. Always blesses me to see people coming, still coming to the house of God every week. Uh, I do want to ask, please be careful in our parking lot. Uh, our parking lot is not in the condition it is in due to neglect. We try everything that we can. I had people come and spread salt and uh, we got a little bit of sunlight yesterday afternoon. That cleared some of it up, but I, I noticed kind of in front of the church and over towards the office, it's a, it's a little slick over there. Please be careful. Uh, everything else seems to be halfway decent, but there are patches here and there. Please be careful. If anyone needs help to their vehicle, let one of our ushers know. They'll be more than happy to help you out. Um, please, we don't want anyone to get injured. Um, and to, to reiterate one of the announcements that Wayne spoke of, because uh, New Hope seems to be infamous with doing things last minute or even after last minute, I may say. Our sweetheart dinner tickets, It. I know many of you have been involved in that, but if there's some of you that have not ever come to one of our sweetheart dinners, they are very elegant, put on very nice, decorated very nice, food excellent, just a great time uh, to be with your significant other. But those tickets, we're going to try to last day be the cutoff. In other words, I know I'm going to get phone calls from many of you later this week. I know that. But, uh, we want to try to get those sold today, if at all possible, uh, so we can get a number on that. So, Okay, good morning. Everyone awake this morning? Yep. You with me this morning? Okay. I, uh, I battled a lot with this sermon this morning. Um, I, I wrote it all and had it done. I, I don't like to procrastinate. I like to have things done as early as possible Therefore, it kind of takes a lot of stress off of my mind. Uh, you can imagine how stressful it might be not having something prepared and Sunday morning's coming. You're going to be standing in front of a bunch of people. You look awfully goofy if you don't have something prepared. So I, I like to have my stuff prepared, and I had it pretty much done Tuesday and kind of finished up just a little bit Wednesday morning. And when I finished it, something just wasn't sitting right. Um, just, just wasn't right, and it, it was... The Lord's way of saying, no, redo it. And unfortunately, that happens sometimes. So I redid the whole thing, and I think I got the Lord's stamp of approval this time. Um, I think we've all noticed that the world, especially our nation, it's gone haywire in the past year, hasn't it? It has gone haywire, amen? It is 
not normal anymore. We, we look around us and we see a society that's, that we're not used to. It's just not normal anymore. And I, I know that many of you feel this way. I know it. I talk with you. I'm around you. I live near you. And we discuss things. We text each other. We communicate. I know many of you are feeling the same way that I'm feeling. This isn't normal. What in the world has happened? It's all gone haywire. I know that many New Hope people feel that way. Uh, things have not been normal. We've heard Pastor Joe preach and, and say that he does not like the term the new normal. We've heard him say that, and I agree with his sentiments. I, it it kind of bothers me too. Uh, but the last year in our nation, we have, we have just seen such unprecedented things occur in our nation. So many things have happened that we've never dealt with before, that, that have never came down the pike for us, and, and we are standing here thinking, man, how in the world do we deal with this stuff? How do we navigate through it all? You know, and I know you've heard me list some of these things before, but, but I'm going to mention them again this morning. We've seen things, we've never seen like shutdown before. We've never seen a shutdown of our nation before, at least in my lifetime. COVID-19, mask mandates, businesses shutting down, churches closed, economic swings, vaccines, quarantines, nursing home lockdowns rioting, violence, a very polarizing election, division like we've never seen, corruption. We're seeing all these things manifest themselves in a very short period of time in our nation. It has went haywire in the past year. It, it amazes me how quickly it all happened. It, it amazes me how fast things can go from seemingly normal to complete chaos in just a short span of time. And that's what we've seen occur in our nation. It's went from, you know, the things we're used to, to what in the world is going on and how did this happen? How did we get here? Everything has changed just a short year later. But none of this should surprise us. It, it shouldn't, we shouldn't be walking around completely shocked that things went haywire. We know that the Word of God says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. We should not be shocked that our nation has went haywire. Well, why? We, we have sown godlessness in this nation, and now, very simply, we're reaping godlessness in this nation. We should not be scratching our heads thinking, how in the world did we get here? I can't understand any of this. I can't make sense of any of it. It's very simple. We have mocked God. We have kicked Him out. We've told Him to get out of our nation. What do you think is going to happen when you tell God we don't need you? We're God. We know what we're doing. We have no use for you. You don't even exist. Get out of this nation. That's what we've done. And now, now we have everything's flipped upside down. Everything's backwards. No one can figure out right or wrong. No one can figure out truth from lies. We should not be shocked when you tell God to get out this is what happens to a nation. So here we are. Uh, though I'm not surprised, we, the people of God, still have to deal with the consequences of the ungodliness around us. We still have to face the ramifications of a, a nation of ungodliness. We still live here. We're still here. We're still subject to all this junk that's going on all around us. So here we find ourselves as the people of God trying to find ways to navigate through these unprecedented times. I believe with all sincerity in me, 
I believe we will continue to see things we've never seen before. I believe that we are going to have to deal with things we've never dealt with before. In, in other words, church, there's more coming. There's more coming, okay? There is more to come. It's not over with yet. There's, there's more to come. So how in the world do us, people of God, the, the Christians, how do we find our way through all this? How do we sail through on all this junk and all this ungodliness and all this, this manifestation of all this crazy stuff, a, a nation that's gone haywire? How do we navigate through it and stay on that straight and narrow path? Because we have so many things now trying to knock us off that path. So many untruths coming our way trying to deceive us. How do we stay on that straight and narrow path? How do we, how do we deal with it in these tumultuous times? Well, God, God has not left us defenseless. Okay, He has not left us without any tools. He has not left us with no armor or no weaponry. He has indeed given us some things. Jesus left us with many tools, one of which I have noticed has been extremely instrumental for me in the past year. This, this year of, of tumult, this, this year of chaos, I've noticed one thing has become extremely, extremely important. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say that it's been very, very important to you as well. You know, the, the things I mentioned before that we're facing, you know, shutdowns, lockdowns, mandates, COVID-19, election, vaccine, all these policies from these things, economic manipulation, all these things. I've noticed one particular tool that keeps coming out that Jesus gave the believers that is extremely useful when navigating uncharted waters. When dealing with unprecedented issues, when dealing with things, I've never seen this before, never in my life did I think I would have to face something like this. There's a tool that the Lord gave us. There's a, a force or an entity, a power, I guess, that Jesus gave us that has helped me find my way through this last year. In the Gospel of John, you don't have to turn there, uh, at least not yet. In the Gospel of John, in chapter 13, Jesus is with his disciples. Um, you know, if you read through that, Jesus knows that his hour has come. And that means that he knows time's short. They're going to come get him and they're going to kill him. He knows that. He has a very intimate time with his disciples, his faithful followers that have been with him through all the storms. And he washes their feet and the disciples can't figure it out. Lord, you're, you're the master. Why are you washing our feet? And he reaffirms, Jesus reaffirms many of his teachings to his 12. He goes over them. And if you remember, remember that's when Satan enters into Judas Iscariot. And Jesus kind of says, Judas, what you do, do quickly. And, and Judas flees out into the night. He leaves them. And Jesus begins to tell his disciples, I'm going to be leaving you. I'm going away. In John chapter 14, it's when Jesus tells his disciples, I'm going away, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. You know, that's when he says all those things. And these disciples, they're, they're a little confused. They, they don't 
we can read back on history, but they couldn't see the future back then. So they're a little confused about knowing exactly what's going to happen. What's he talking about? Where's he going? Well, we'll go too, Lord. Then we come to the part where Jesus prays and gives them this tool that I'm telling you about today. It's in John chapter 14. We're going to start in verse 16. Very important stuff this morning, church. Jesus says, And I will pray the Father, and He shall give you another comforter, that He may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, He goes on to say, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees Him not, neither knows Him, but you know Him, as He speaks to His twelve. For He dwells with you, and shall be in you. This is that tool that I'm telling you about. You see here, Jesus is saying, I'm going to pray to God the Father. He's going to send you a comforter. Okay, and He will abide with you forever. Meaning, the Christians today, a couple thousand years later, we still can have this comforter. Jesus says, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Now, this, brothers and sisters, is the Holy Ghost. Okay? It's the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. Goes by different names, same person. It is the third person of the Holy Trinity. It is the third person of the triune Godhead. You have God, you have Jesus, and you have the Holy Ghost. You have the Father, you have the Son, and you have the Holy Spirit. We're talking about Jesus here is sending this. He's going to pray to God, and God is going to send this comforter down to mankind. And the comforter resides not only with us, Jesus says, but inside of us. So this comforter will be with us. This third part of the triune Godhead will be with us, but also inside of us. This, this, is the tool that I'm telling you about. This is the entity that I'm telling you about that has helped me to navigate through this past year. It has guided me. It has guided my family. And I would even like to say that it has guided New Hope Church through the last year. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Apostle Paul says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? which you have of God, ye are not your own. Brothers and sisters, if you are a born-again believer, then the Holy Spirit of truth lives inside of you. Our physical body, this physical body that you see here, the one that you have, if you are saved, it is the dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, for the Spirit of truth. Jesus says, I'll pray to the Father, and He will send the Comforter to you to be with you and to be in you. Jesus did not leave us defenseless. In these times of uncertainty, we don't have to wander around and say, I don't know what to do. We're in the world. I'm scared of everything. I don't know what to do. Jesus did not leave us groping into dark. He's saying, no, I've prayed. The Father's going to send you this, the Spirit of truth, and it will be inside. It will reside inside of you. He doesn't leave us to a life of one big guessing game. What do we do now? I don't know. What do we do? I don't know. He gave us the spirit of truth through the comforter. 
And this spirit of truth, which resides inside of us, if you are a believer, and the spirit of truth bears witness to the truth. Okay, listen to John chapter 16, verse 13. Sometimes I think when we, when we talk about the Spirit or the Holy Ghost, I think Christian people automatically think, oh, praying in tongues. You're going to talk about praying in tongues. You're, you're missing. The Spirit is so much more than that. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come... Notice Christ keeps revealing, referring to the, the Holy Ghost as the Spirit of truth. Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, He shall speak and will show you these things to come. He shall glorify Me, for He shall receive of Mine and shall show it unto you. Repeatedly, Jesus refers to the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. He refers to Him as the Spirit of Truth. So in a world full of lies, Jesus says, I can send you the Comforter and you will have the Spirit of Truth inside of you. Many times in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is referred to as the Spirit of Truth. Church, have you learned to listen to the Spirit of truth? Have you? Because you've had a wonderful opportunity this last year to learn to quiet yourself and listen to the Spirit of truth. It's a tremendous force. The Spirit of truth, listen to this, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, only bears witness to the things of God only. Only to the things that are truthful and righteous and right. That, that's, the, what, that's all that the Spirit does when the Spirit is inside. The Spirit of truth is inside. It bears witness to the truth. It, it affirms the truth. It confirms the truth. Jesus says the Spirit, He will hear from God and He will come and He will tell you. He will reveal it to you. That's what the Spirit of truth does. It hears from God and shows us. He leads us. He guides us into all truth. He keeps you from making a left when you shouldn't make a left or a right or from falling into the ditch. He stops you because something inside of you speaks and says, not a good idea. Not a good idea. I wouldn't turn that way if I were you. Because the Spirit can only confirm the truth, righteousness, goodness, holiness. The things of God. That's all He speaks is the things of God. And it's inside of us. And you've got to learn how to hear it. When you feel something deep inside of you that just isn't right. We've all felt it. It's just not right. It's the Spirit of truth trying to warn you. It's a... Uh, beep, beep, beep. There, there's something. Red flag, red flag, red flag. No, 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 no. This ain't right. This ain't right. It's the spirit of truth. It's not able to bear witness with whatever's going on because he can only bear witness to the truth. And when an untruth or something bad or something wrong or something God doesn't want you involved in, when it comes down and you face it, 
the spirit of truth is going, no, 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 no. I, I can only bear the truth. I can't bear witness with this. And it's a, just a tremendous, tremendous power that the Lord has given us. When red flags go up, how many of you had red flags go up recently? Amen, brother. I, I've been having some red flags go up to the point where I don't know if i got any more red flags left. I mean, they're just slinging up in the air like nobody's business. When red flags go up, it's the spirit of truth not bearing witness. It, it, he can't bear witness when it's not truth. Listen to me now. Irregardless of what the experts say, irregardless of what our leaders say, you've got to learn to trust the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10, about halfway through there says, listen, for the Spirit, capital S, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Ooh, this Spirit's no joke. The Spirit is, is such a powerful entity, a part of the Holy Trinity that is inside of me, inside of you. And it leads us to truth. It keeps us on a straight and narrow path, narrow path. And it searches all things, all of your motives, which can be hidden to everyone else. No one else can see your heart. But the Spirit searches all those things, yea, the deep things of God. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, just a few verses down from the one that I just read, says, But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. This is why large masses of people can be deceived. Large masses of people can say, uh, this is what the expert said. Uh, I'm going this way. I'm going to do this. And, and they march as lambs to the slaughter because the natural man being unsaved, unregenerated, does not have the spirit of truth inside of him. Therefore, he cannot detect truth from lies. Cannot detect right from wrong. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. And will be susceptible to all the devices of the enemy. Will be susceptible to deceit and the deceitfulness of the enemy. But the man of God, who has the indwelling of the Spirit, will have that comforter inside. And when deceit comes, boom, red flag goes up. Jesus sent us the comforter so that we could detect things. Jesus sent the Spirit of truth so that we can discern things. So that we can sniff out if something is true or false. So that we can, like a bloodhound, you know, they have a scent that can be miles away, but those bloodhounds, they can sniff it out and find the source or track down the criminal. It's just like what the Holy Spirit is. You can sniff things out and say, uh, something just doesn't smell right. Something just doesn't seem right. Now, now as people... You know, with a fallen nature, we might not be able to point out exactly what it is, but the Spirit gives us enough. The Spirit gives us enough warning to know that something isn't right. We've all had it. I have 
had this so many times in the last year. It just it's, it's in my heart. I, I got to be honest with you. It's in my heart. Much as I try to make it go away, I cannot. It's in my heart. The, the, the Spirit of God keeps on saying, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Don't just swallow every pill that comes your way. You know, I, I might not be able to say, it's this, it's exactly this. But I got enough of the spirit of truth inside of me that I know something's amiss, something's askew. The world can make fun of me all you want, poke fun, say I'm some sort of weirdo or nutcase or something like that, but I'm sticking with what I know. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Hmm, look at this little clue that the Bible gives us. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The Bible saying, um, don't just believe every little thing that comes your way. If you hear a rumor or whatever the news is saying, don't just take it in and say, that's gospel truth, it's true, I know it's true because they said it. The Bible saying, no, 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 believe not every spirit. Why? Why shouldn't we believe every spirit? Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. There are spirits out there that are trying to deceive you. There are spirits out there that are trying to lead you astray, trying to lead you into destruction, and you better have a way to detect what is true and what is false. What, what, what this means is we cannot believe everything the news says. I do not believe everything that the experts say. I do not. It is quite possible. Who can disagree with me this morning? It is quite possible that the experts or that the news outlets have other motives for saying what they're saying. Is that not quite possible, brothers and sisters? There is tremendous power and influence in media with the flow of information. Tremendous power. Imagine what I could do to you people if your only source of news came from me. I could tell you, hey, everyone, don't go outside. You'll get hit by a falling star. Hey, everyone outside, don't go outside. You'll instantly evaporate. Hey, everyone, don't do that. And if I was your only source, you're going to be going, whoa, whoa. man, I ain't going outside. The flow of information contains tremendous power. You have to have a way to discern what is true and what is false. And Jesus is saying, uh, I've given it to you. It's called the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter. It, you know, it, it's quite possible that these experts and these, these news outlets, they have other motives for what they're... Anyone ever heard of a term called fear-mongering? There's tremendous power in fear-mongering people. Tremendous. If I get you afraid enough, you're going to believe. Well, when you fear monger people, what do we do then? Well, I'll tell you what to do then. Then you have complete control over people. As the Bible says, false prophets have gone out into the world. Brothers and sisters, listen to me. Unless I know nothing about the Holy Spirit, I like to think I know a little bit. A little bit. But unless I know nothing about the Holy Spirit, I got red flags going off. I got red flags going off. If you consider me, I know, you know, I don't have the tenure and the influence that Pastor Joe has. And I get that. That, that can come with time and trust. 
But if you consider me at all a watchman on the wall, that's what a good pastor is, it's a watchman on the wall. If you consider me at all a watchman on the wall, please heed my warning that you'd better learn to listen to the Spirit of Truth. You have to listen to the learn of the Spirit of Truth. Quiet yourself. Tell yourself to shut up. Turn your mind off and let the Spirit of Truth, which is in you, lead you and guide you into all truth. Because I'm not buying what they're selling. I'm not picking up what they're putting down. There are truths being manipulated. There are truths being twisted. There are truths being withheld. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I know there's lots of conspiracy theorists out there. And there's a million wormholes you can go down. No one needs to try to convince me that there's evil people out there trying to do evil things. You don't need to convince me that. I know that. I'm not talking about these deep conspiracies or this deep internet stuff. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm only saying God has imparted to me the spirit of truth. And I'm telling you, I got red flags going off. And it's the spirit of truth. He, he is inside of me and he is unable to bear witness with things that are going on. Because he can only testify. He hears from God and then he bears witness with those things. Because everything God says is true and right. Spirit of truth. I've got red flags. And I'm saying it's the spirit of truth that's inside of the people of God. He's doing all that he can to warn us, to keep us in the truth. That spirit of truth is in me. He's not bearing witness with all the things that are being perpetrated to me. Let me try and give you a little example. And maybe this is a goofy example of how the spirit leads us into truth. But let's say that a young man a young bachelor man sees a, a beautiful woman. She, let's say that this woman is a perfect 10. I, I learned a new term the other day, a dime piece. <laughs> That's a, that means that this female is a, a perfect 10. The younger generation might say that. She's pretty. She's nice. She's friendly. She's kind. She could have... Everything that this young man is looking for. Everything that the young man desires. But, if she isn't the woman that the Lord has for the man of God, then that young man, if he has the spirit of truth inside of him, though this woman's a perfect ten, something just will be off. It, it, it just won't be right. Even though the young man might look at her and say, she's perfect. Even though the young man looks with his eyes and says, she's, she's flawless. I can't point out anything wrong, but something deep inside of me. The young man might look and say, I can't find any defects in her. She's got everything I want. And the young man could start walking towards her to make a move on her, but the Spirit of God says, she's not the one. The young man has to then say, I gotta trust the spirit. I gotta trust the spirit. I can't point it out. I don't know what it is. I, I can't figure it out. I can't say this is what it is. But the young man has to say, Lord, I trust you. Because the spirit's not bearing witness and he has to turn away. I know that's a goofy example, but he must trust the check that's in his heart. 
That little check that's in his heart that is the Holy Spirit leading him into truth. The Holy Spirit is not bearing witness that she is the one. The Holy Spirit is trying to save this young man a world full of tragedy in his future. A world full of destruction. But see, we can only see right here, right in front of us. Well, this looks good to me. But the Spirit either confirms or doesn't confirm it. And you've got to learn to trust that. The Spirit of truth reveals those things to us. It's not a guessing game. You've got to learn to quiet yourself and listen to the Spirit of God inside of you. I, I have felt this check in my spirit a lot this past year. There, there are things to me that just don't line up. They just don't line up. I have felt this check in my gut about women. I have. So some of you guys, I know you have too. I, I, I felt the Spirit say, don't be alone with her. There's something deep in my gut that I can't point out and say, well, she's just a scandalous woman. No, no, I, I've just felt the Spirit of God say, nope, stay away. I, I felt the Spirit of God little check in me about certain pastors and preachers. You know, not bad people, but just something deep inside of me says, don't listen, don't listen to that. I, I've felt that about certain situations. Something deep inside says, don't go there. Don't get involved in that. Don't do that. Nope, it's not for you. It's the Spirit of God inside of me, unable to confirm what I, what I think is good and harmless. And this, There's no problem with this, Lord. The Spirit of God, who can only bear witness to the truth, says, nope, nope, it's, it, you're going to fall into a ditch, and I'm going to keep you from that. We've got to learn to trust that church. The Spirit of Truth reveals those things. The Spirit of Truth is a tremendous, tremendous force that guides us from making terrible choices. He guides us into the truth. Remember Jesus says, How be it when He, the Spirit of Truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. Whenever these, our nation's leadership is saying this, saying this, saying this, and you can't even figure out, is it true? Is it false? What in the world? When the news is saying this, saying this, all these things are coming and social media is saying this, saying this, pushing all this stuff onto us. That Holy Spirit can guide us and keep us in truth, keep us on a straight and narrow path. We will be able to discern, is this the right job for me? I don't know. What's the Spirit saying to you? Is she the right, right one for me? I don't know. What's the Spirit saying to you? Is this the right direction for my family? What's the Spirit saying to you? Is this the right church for you? A lot of times you feel people come in and they'll, they'll say, Jason, I love this church. It just, it just feels right. It feels like this is my home. It's the Spirit of God bearing witness. Bearing witness saying, this is where I want you. Sometimes you go into a church, Spirit of God says, nope, not the place for you. It may not even be because it's a bad church. It may just be you're needed somewhere else. If you hear the Lord saying this isn't the church for you, you can uh, you kind of ignore that one for now. I'm just I'm just kidding you. <laughs> Lord, I didn't mean that. That was just a joke. I'll probably get struck with laryngitis here in a minute or something. What is the Spirit saying to you? If there's a red flag. If there's a check somewhere deep in your gut, you'd better run away. You better turn away. You better listen to it. You've got to listen to the Spirit. 
you have to learn to trust the red flags. Now, this is kind of a goofy little story, but this is a true story. Shortly after I got married, it might have been right when I got married, had a little house, lived in town. I think I was 23 years old, 20, 21 years ago. You know, young and naive and dumb, really. Still am a little bit. A, a salesman came to my house, you know, and he came in. He was, I, I wish for the life of me I could remember what he was selling. I think this young man was wanting me to, like, join up with his business or something. Maybe, like, one of them pyramid scheme type things, you know. I was young and naive. I didn't know all that stuff, you know. And he comes in and he gives me this presentation. The, the very first page, I'll, I'll never forget it. He set down this like little thing and he flipped it open. The very first page on his presentation, I remember. And I even have a bad memory and I still remember this. It was a picture of a really buff looking guy. He was on a boat and he had bikini babes all around him. And they're cruising through the ocean. And then I remember that was one picture. Then off to the side, there was a picture of jet skis. Then below that, there was a picture of a, like a red Ferrari or whatever, red sports car convertible of some type. Then there was another picture of a big giant house. That was his first picture, and he said to me, do you want this? Ain't this what you want? Man, you could have this, you know, if I joined up in his business or if I subscribed to whatever he was selling or this or that and... You know, and I was this young and naive guy, and he said, all, all that could be yours, man, if you sign up with me, and you know, and you join into this and this and that. All, don't you want this? This could be yours, man. This could be your lifestyle if I joined his business. But, I, you know, there I am, and I, I, I looked out my front window, and I seen the piece of garbage Dotson that he pulled up in. And, I, you know, I'm just a young man. I'm not, you know, I'm not slick to all these salesman's techniques, but I'm thinking, bro, you are signed up into this because you're selling it to me, and you got a piece of garbage car out there. That, that's immediately when a little red flag went up. Something went up, and I thought, eh, something deep down in my gut said, no thanks. And no one had, my dad didn't really sit me down on, on his knee when I was young and say, now there's going to be a day when a salesman comes and tries to trick you and tries to fool you, you know. No, he didn't have to teach. Why? Because the spirit of truth is inside of me. I was young and naive then, but the spirit of truth was inside of me enough to say, mm, be careful. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. So that's when red flags went off when I seen his car. Spirit of God saying, something's not right. This fellow's a snake oil salesman. I wouldn't do it. It's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to be a big heartache. So that's when I saw his car. That's when I said, no. I said, man, no thanks. I appreciate it. And He's pushy salesman. Who, who in here likes pushy salesman? I hope you're not a pushy salesman. <laughs> your, your product can be good enough, okay? If your product is good enough, you don't have to push it on to people. Uh, I, I just... I. Pushy salesman with me that just don't jive, and you know that this dude then he turned pushy, really started trying to push it onto me, and, and this is when he actually said, "I remember this." He said, "But sir, don't you love your wife?" When he said that, I said, "Yes, I do." Get out! <laughs> my politeness ran out a little bit, and my naivety was a little less that day. I told him to get out, and he was gone. I've never seen this young man again. He was close to my age. God bless the fella. Hope things turned out for him. 
red flags, church. You've got to learn to trust the Spirit of God. Now, that's just a goofy little example. But there are things going on we can't deny. There's just red flags. John chapter 15, verse 26. If I could invite the band to make their way back to I'm going to bring this to a close. But when the Comforter is come, remember the Spirit of truth, when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. Jesus is reiterating the Comforter comes from the Father. The Spirit of truth proceeds from the Father, He'll testify of me. He'll only tell you good things, righteous things, wholesome things, truthful things, holy things. That's all that the Spirit of truth will confirm inside of you. Things that are true and right, holy and good. So if a lie comes your way, a lie that seems right, a lie that seems to come from a credible source, a lie that seems legit, a lie that seems truth, the Spirit of truth will reveal it to you and therefore protect you. This, brothers and sisters, is how we can navigate difficult, confusing situations. Okay? One final thing. Because I do see this from time to time, unfortunately. You have to learn to make sure it's the Spirit of truth speaking to you and not just you trying to convince yourself that you are right. Very tricky ground there. We like to tell ourselves, whatever we do, I'm right, I'm right. We don't like to even admit, I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I went down the wrong path. We don't like that. In other words, don't justify your bad decisions and act like it's the spirit of truth confirming it. One way to know this is, the Spirit of Truth, listen to me now, the Spirit of Truth will not confirm something that is contradictory to the Word of God. If I try to tell my wife, if I try to justify to her, well, the Spirit of Truth told me it's okay for me to have a girlfriend. You know, it's okay for me to have a side babe. We know that it is not true because His Word doesn't change and His written Word is here. The Spirit of Truth will not tell you something contradictory to the written Word of God. That is how you can tell immediately if you're trying to justify a bad decision, a bad direction for your life, a bad choice, or something you shouldn't be in. It'll be contradictory to the Word of God. Remember, the Spirit comes from the Father and testifies only of Christ. Only those things which are truthful and righteous and of God. Church, quiet yourself and listen to the still small voice of God inside of you. Jesus prayed to God who gave us the third component of the Holy Trinity called the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter. Learn to listen to Him. Learn to hear Him. Learn to trust in Him. Learn to trust that check deep down in your gut that is God given. If we can stand for a moment as the band plays and leads us in a final worship song you know that these altars are always open. Come quiet yourself and have God start teaching you how to hear the Spirit of God. 
to be quiet and let the spirit of truth manifest itself inside of you and guide you through these difficult times. Amen.